And today's so. guest, he is working for NBC. He's an Emmy award-winning photojournalist and currently has a series running on Amazon Prime. Everybody, everybody, it's uh, Not Another Black Movie is the film that he's directed. Also, Not Another Zombie Movie. He currently has a very sketchy TV series called Choke on That that runs on Amazon Prime. He recently won the 2018 Hollywood and African Prestigious Award in the category Best Independent Film Director for Not Another Black Movie. Dante Diesel Williams. How are you doing hey, today? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Take two, take two. When uh, that's how you know it's live. When you got two takes going on, exactly, exactly. You know. It's like live TV. Yeah, I, <laughs> Any, I, anything can happen. Yeah, we had that audience cheering on the first one. Too bad they're. Uh, <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I hope they make another soccer <laughs> kick soon. I <laughs> know. Uh, I mean, if somebody can score a goal soon, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, Dante, I first uh, first came across you when. Uh, well, I, I saw one of your movies. Uh, it was not another uh, black movie, actually. Uh-huh. And then I happened to run into you at, at the Simeon Henderson show. Oh, wow. Which was a live show, which okay. uh, my friend Ryan took me to, do, took me to that I was a, a part of. And uh-huh. you were there. Yeah, and, man. Um, that, was, uh, that was quite the interesting. Uh, like, your story caught me right away. You're talking mm-hmm. about Obama. You're talking about producing movies, <laughs> working for a big, you know, television uh, series and shows. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what? Wh- how did you get here, man? Well, I mean, I started in college. It was um, it's one of those things, man. Where I, as a kid, I always wanted to do this. I always wanted to to do video. I always wanted to be creative. And so uh, from there, man, I just um, I essentially just kept going. You know, I, I grew up on the west side of Chicago, and the school I went to didn't really have resources for for that for the program. But once I got to college. That's when, you know, I just, you know, did anything I could to find a film department and get into the film department. So I got into film. I got into communications. I made my first short film in 2002 in college. Okay. It's called The Legend of Bootney Lee. And it was Bo- it was a, Bo- what is it? Bo- the, the Legend of Bootney Lee. Bo- Lee. So it's a comedy. Can, about we, can we find that online right it's now? It's on YouTube. It is okay. on YouTube. So if you search The Legend of Bootney Lee, it's all, it is on YouTube. But uh, and, and a lot of people will look at uh, it's another guy on social on social media, uh, Spice Adams, his character, Cream Biggums, is a lot like Bootney Lee. And I saying he stole it, but it's, it's similar, though. So if you if you like Cream Biggums, you'll like Bootney Lee. So everybody uh, tuning in today, we are actually live. You might notice um, it, whether you're watching on Facebook Live right now or just on uh, YouTube or one of our podcast avenues, Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Play wherever we are here at, at Atlantic Bar and Grill I want to thank the venue thank the bar for uh, letting us use this space it's an amazing place here in Lincoln Park in Chicago mm-hmm. and we have a live uh, live of show today with uh, Dante Diesel uh, Williams and we have a, we have some guests in the audience as well so we're gonna make this episode a little different today it's gonna be interactive it's something oh, new yeah. something new we're trying we're gonna get the audience involved in the show as well Man, and, this uh, is this is a cool venue, man. I, I mean, I really I'm I'm loving the atmosphere here. I like the you know it's open. You got people here, man. This is this is pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely chill. Definitely great to uh, c- c- come by, watch a game, uh, have a beer, 
uh, and the food. Um, I, I see all you eating, and I haven't eaten yet, so I'm over <laughs> here. It's killing me a little bit. But um, Yeah, Ryan is over there eating. Uh, he couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hope, hopefully we hear from him on a mic later on. I, I know he's been working on getting some questions ready just for you. He's Uh-oh. been waiting for this for months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But, I mean, it's, it's, I'm glad to be here, man. And, um, you know, I want to also I wanna give a shout-out. First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to my wife because, you know, you – when I'm, when you're married and you you're working <laughs> and you're doing this, my wife Dinesha, she, you know, puts up with a lot of stuff. So I, I just wanted to give her a shout out first and foremost, and then my my kids also. But and then also uh, a lot of the work that I do, I do with Jay Davis. He writes mm-hmm. a lot of he writes most of the material. You know, I'll also write. You know, some I have sketch uh, sketches and that we haven't shot yet, but um, and also some series ideas, some series that I've written so far. But a lot of the stuff that 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 we do, it it comes from it comes from ex- our experiences. Mm-hmm. But then he I can tell him something and then he'll write it down. And then all of a sudden it'll be a sketch and we'll record it and everybody will laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And and you you fell in love with directing, right? That was yeah. your baby. That's kind of what you took. off Yeah. With. And, and the thing is. You're still working a job. Yeah. Like you're, you're, I'm oh, yeah. over here talking about becoming a boss. You're a boss <laughs> while still working a job. Can well, you explain that. It's so funny, man, because I've been in, I've worked in TV news for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of different experiences. And when I came out of college, I actually, I, I have a sociology degree, first and foremost. So I always put that out there. I got a sociology degree. Oh, man. And this then, is going to get interesting. Yeah. So, like, I, I, but I studied cinema studies mm-hmm. as a minor. And so, like I said, I made my, made my uh, student film and I did a lot of different projects with a lot of the people. And then once I did that, I, got a, I actually got a job in TV and in, in news at a TV station. So I was like, well, you know what? I'll take it because it's getting my foot in the door. And so originally I thought that, you know, going in the news was getting my foot in the door and I was going to eventually work my way up to where I can do my own production and stuff like that. Did you imagine yourself like being an anchor or something like that? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I never, I never like, and I, and I've had people even in the news business say, yeah. Oh man, you should, you have a voice for news. You should, you should actually pursue being on air. And I'm like, that, that wasn't what I wanted to do. And I, and I was, I was comfortable being creative, mm-hmm. you know, just being, just being creative and, and doing everything behind the camera and working with a lot of different anchors. I've worked with, some people who have been on like network who are currently on network TV. So you can, you know, currently see some people now on like good morning America and, and all that. Like I've worked with them. Uh, so that's, that's been, I think a highlight, you know, mm-hmm. of my career and then transitioning back into doing like the indie stuff, doing the indie movies and the indie sketches and TV shows. Like right now, we got a show coming up that we're going to film called Stepdads, which Jay Davis also, he, he wrote this. It's a pilot, we're doing a pilot episode, and we're, we'll be filming that Sunday. But it, it's crazy how, actually. It's called Stepdads? Yep. Son? Yep. And is that, do you have any contract with any uh, No, not, not, not yeah. yet. We're doing it on our own. You know, okay. we, we, a lot of it is us. We do, we do it on our own. And so, um, but it's, it's crazy because. For a long time, man, I would not, uh, I would not bring it up to like people at work. I would do stuff, and then I would go back to work. And sometimes people would, you know, they'll hear about it or be like, "Man, you, how do you manage to work here and then do that?" And then, 
Yeah, it blows my mind. Um, and for everybody tuning in really quick, just wanted to say that be sure to follow Dante at Instagram, at Dante Diesel, just one word, Dante Diesel. And he's also very active on Facebook, forward slash Dante.Williams.501. 501 stands for... I don't know, man. That, that's the that's the that's the address they gave me. So I'm like, it's like like I wear Levi's, so maybe that's what it is. You're like, I swear it's Dante Diesel everywhere. Right. Then I go on it. It's actually Facebook.com forward slash Dante dot Williams dot five zero one address. I did not know. <laughs> well, um, how do you do it all? How do you make that happen while being at NBC? And then still directing your own indie films, you know, and having a show on Amazon Prime. Passion, I guess. It's one of those things that I've always wanted to do. Uh, as a kid, growing up, you just, you couldn't, you know, I, I dreamt of doing that. And so when I got the opportunity, that's what it, that's what it came to. It's just like I got that opportunity and, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I learned f- first and foremost, being in TV was a learning experience. So as I, at the longer that I was in TV, I actually started to learn more and being around more ex- experienced people. I, I, I work with a group of guys who are like extremely experienced guys who've been in the business for longer than I've been alive. And I mean, so like I've, t- I've taken advantage of that. Okay. And then I've also helped them in terms of me, like knowing about technology and I'm like a, this techie type dude. So I've helped them out in the process. So you kind of, Took advantage, but didn't at the same time, right? You, you right. took what's there and you mm-hmm. maximized it. Instead of being over there and complaining, how oh, some people yeah. complain about their jobs, right? You're here learning, picking well, brains. You always, day. you know what? I'll say this: you're always going to complain. You know, I complain a little bit. I'll admit, and uh, but at after a certain point, I had to figure out: have I exhausted everything, every possibility that I can? And so that was that was what was important was I had to I had to exhaust every possibility in order to to say, all right, this is this is this is, you know, where is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. And actually what happened is my co-workers started to embrace me even more. Mm-hmm. So that was long, long hours. That's for sure. right? Yeah. Yep. So it's long hours. I mean, there's been there's a ton of there's a ton of things that I've done, man, in terms of like uh, stories with with I've we, I've interviewed Barack Obama, but this was before he was president. Of oh yeah, can you kind of you <laughs> mind like you you kind of talk about that like it was no big deal? And I love how you casually brought it up. Can you, you do you mind sharing just a little bit about how that happened? Oh yeah, you know what? I was working in the fir- in my first market in Peoria. And what happened was they sent me out one day on a Saturday and they said, you're going to go to this uh, fundraiser in Pekin, Illinois. And uh, Pekin, Illinois didn't have a real good reputation at the time. And so or, or welcoming reputation. And so they, I, don't even, I don't even know what it is. Right, it's, it's a small town in, in central Illinois, okay. like not too far from Peoria. That's that's why that's why I worked at it. Sorry to anybody tuning in from uh, from Pekin, Illinois. But uh, so, I mean, I got co- I had co-workers. I know people from Pekin. Yeah. They were very cool. Actually okay. helped me get to where I'm at. But um, what happened was they sent me there and they gave me a list of questions. I asked this guy running for he's running for Senate. His name's Barack Barack Obama or something. That's what they said at first. And so I, I drove out there. I was by myself and I was I had only been in the news business for like a year. And so I go to this, this fish fry. 
in Pekin, and it's it's under a tent that was like half the size of this room, and there's 40 people there, and I think I think me and Barack probably the only two black guys there, so he remembered me, <laughs> but I I held the mic out to him, and he took the mic from me. He actually held he held it himself. So I had to set the camera up and everything, and as I as I did that, I started you know I got nervous. And I'm like, That's it. I'm like, you know what? I, I and I he wasn't he wasn't even senator then, so I said, why am I getting? I'm in my head. I'm thinking, why am I getting nervous? And I'm I'm pull out these questions and I'm asking him questions and he was just smooth and and answer all the questions and it was cool, and then you know it was just like, that was it. It was over. He was like, hey man, we find some fish over here. You know, why don't you uh, you know, go ahead and get you some fish that they find over there. And and I'm like. No, I said no, Senator. I have to. I got another story. I have to go to. And, oh man! And so the thing is, man. Like it, it. After what I took away from that though was, I actually felt like he could be president. And so I immediately, like, I told my my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, <laughs> and I told my best friend, I was like, man, this, I said this dude so cool, he could actually be president. I said I started to tell him that. But was he as calm as he as he is on TV? Yep. Yep, very. And I'll, t- I'll give you one more tidbit. A few weeks, not a few weeks, a couple months later, probably like I want to say four months later, mm-hmm. I actually got hired here in Chicago. I was working at CLTV. It was another station I worked at. And they sent me on the story to cover Barack Obama again in Oak Park. And I'm there following him around with a camera. And he's in the mirror, we're in his back room, he's getting ready to go give a speech to like the young Democrats of America or something like that. And he um he's fixing his tie. And I said, I, I said, excuse me, Senator, I don't know if you remember me, but I, I interviewed you uh, like a few months back. And then he's like fixing his tie. He takes a glance. Was he, was he a senator at that point? No, nah, no, nah, he was running. And so just out of respect, you know, I called him senator. Because he was, I think, a state rep. And so... um He's fixing his tie. He's in in the mirror, and he's like, he looks over at me. He's like, "Yeah, I remember you. You you all by yourself. I had to hold the microphone. (laughs) I forgot that that tidbit. I forgot that that one little thing that he and I was like, wow. And then he went out and gave this speech, and I was like, how can he remember small details and then go out and and have this memorized speech that he just gave everybody? So I kind of knew he had like the mental capacity to, 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 you know, be president. So after all the people Barack met, he remembered you from years, years back. Well, no, this was on months. So I don't, I'm quite sure he wouldn't remember me now. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause I mean, that was 15 years ago. So, okay. Do you have his contact info? No, no. Oh no, I never had his contact info. I never. Would you be willing to call him on the show and see if he'd be willing if, to come on? If I had the contact info, probably not. Because I. <laughs> Ryan, do you got it? Yeah. Oh man. Let me do one thing. My 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 live stuff. No, we're uh, we're going live over here. Everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're uh, here, thanks for all the guests that are that came out. Uh, to Atlantic Bar and Grill. You are the ones that uh, make this thing happen and make this thing real and keep it going. We're over here uh, live, Bossed to Boss podcast with Dante Diesel Williams. And um, we're, we're currently... Uh, I'm fixing we, my Facebook Live. Yes, I, he I is wanted fixing to ju- the Facebook Live. I wanted to jump in here too, guys. I'm not on camera, but, you know, we got a few few people showing up. I just want to let everybody know that, you know, we're going to be doing this a little bit more often. 
Um, you know, we want to kind of open this up uh, to, to the audience at some point. We got a couple of people here that are, you know, kind of interested in, you know, podcasting, maybe starting a podcast and um, maybe, maybe they'll have some questions that come up with. We'll see. But, um, you know, when we do this uh, in the future, uh, depending on how, how the turnout goes, you know, like we were talking about before, building on the podcast idea, kind of open it up to other people, helping people with production. Um, you know, we just want to hear from business owners, people that are interested in something. You know, if you want to do a podcast or you just want to promote your thing or meet new people in different industries, this is a place to come. Uh, chances are it's going to be here at the Atlantic. We're in Lincoln Square. Lincoln uh, Park? It's Lincoln Square. Square. Square? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, right? Yeah, Lincoln Square. This is, oh, my bad. <laughs> Not the same Actually, thing. Actually, it is my fault. I thought I was Lincoln yeah. Park the whole time. Yeah, no, it's Lincoln Square. And, uh, I was told you know, it was Lincoln Square early. Right, right, oh, yeah. Man. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're just having fun with it. Uh, everything. Podcasts like, can be fun. They, they don't. You don't have to sit there in a closet by yourself recording it. They well, could be fun. If they're not fun, then nobody's listening. You know, you got to make it fun. You got to make it fun to listen to. Right. Exactly. Right. 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 But uh, yeah, I just wanted to jump in, let everybody know that. And uh, uh, here we are. We got Dante uh, back in the booth. Back yeah, I'm chat. back. I'm back now because uh, yeah. I had a call and uh, my phone. Everything went offline. Because <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the future. That is, yeah, that is the future operating. But uh, that was that was Steve Wiley. He didn't introduce himself. I should have properly introduced him. That's Steve Wiley, aka the leg breaker that you hear about oh, every the episode. The leg breaker. That's scary. He, he, he That's is scary. here. He That's is scary. here. He, is he looks like a leg breaker too. I'm on, I'm on scene this this go round. So when the speed round comes up, Miro really is in trouble. Oh yeah. So you so know, once we get to that one, we got we got to pay very very close attention. I lift weights, but he's a leg breaker. So I yeah, he looks like the leg breaker. So tell me, tell me, did you know you were going to be over here, you know, directing, producing films of this capacity, you know, getting your getting your shows on Amazon? Did you know this was going to happen when you were working back in the day, just interviewing people of like Barack Obama? It was always it was always a vision. It was always one of those things. It was a goal. It was it was a goal that I set out for from when I was a kid. But. Like I said, it kind of got sidetracked for a while when I when I went to doing TV news, and TV news is a lot different than doing uh, film and and TV shows, and or scripted entertainment I should say. And so what happened is I started I actually got back into it by doing music videos with a friend of mine. His name is Jay Hollins. He's a um, R&B record recording artist, you know. And uh, so I started shooting his videos, and through him is how I met Jay Davis. And so Jay Davis had started writing and he'd been writing for a couple of years. He did, did some uh, a couple films. And so Jay Hollins tells me, you guys will probably work well together. And so we started me and Jay Davis started shooting sketches. And, you know, I, I use everything that I knew, you know, in terms of like my TV experience. Um, I've learned directly from TV directors, you know, and got got experience being in, in being in the control room with them. So and just, you know, also knowing how to kind of organize productions. Mm -hmm. And he also knows how to organize productions. So the two of us pretty much we put our heads together and just said, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to we do shot these sketches. We shot so many. We shot enough sketches um, that we had an hour. We had an hour worth of sketches. And the first thing we released was choke, the original choke on that uh, DVD, mm -hmm. and it was the the uncensored sketch comedy, which was we put it on, we just put it on DVD. Do we even want to know what was in that? 
Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> if that could be uncensored, oof. It was uncensored. No, that must have been great. It was it was uncensored, but I mean, it was still funny and mm-hmm. you know, we started shooting choke on that. See, we started shooting the second choke on that. So what happened was he wrote a script called Not Another Zombie Movie. He said, "Hey man, would you be interested in directing a a, a zombie movie?" I said, "Send me the script." <laughs> so I read the script and I I think it was like the script was probably like 90 page some 90 some pages or maybe longer than is that. Is that normal or is that less? That's actually uh well it might have been a little bit longer than that. It probably was 100 pages, but that's about normal and uh you might get longer than that for a feature film. And so as I'm reading it, man, I'm just laughing and but I'm looking at everything in the script. I'm like, "You want a bus crash? You want a you want smoke and this and that?" I'm like, "How? I'm like, how are we going to do this?" With a budget of what? <laughs> <laughs> With a budget of what was, was in my pocket. <laughs> so, and so, like. Seriously? Yeah. You guys so, didn't get, like, external funding? No, we didn't. Uh, what what, wow. I, what we did was I actually funded the movie. Um, I was executive producer for both films. Because uh, one of the things I realized was that it was a really good script. And it we couldn't wait. Like, we could, I, I, I didn't want anybody to, like, jump on it and steal the idea or anything like that. You know, also, you know, I felt, I think, just as passionately about the about that script as he did, you know, mm-hmm. him writing it. So I felt like we need to get this out and we need to do this movie. And so we, I just, you know, scraped up some money and got a, got a little budget together and we got people together, man. Actually, it was about almost, I want to say, five years to, to today, actually. Today was, our, I think, our first shoot day. I think five years ago we started. We shot. We shot it in 2014, and we shot it at my house. And now I called. Like so, here's the thing. We did. I mean, we we did everything the right way. Yeah. So we called. Like we called all the municipalities, and we we you know told them we were shooting. And if we shot outdoors, we didn't. We didn't really do anything guerrilla style. And so I called. You know, I live in the west suburbs. I called my village. They were cool. They said, uh, yeah, we might not be able to block off the street because we got a parade. And so <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. But they left, like, orange horses there mm-hmm. at my house. And I, you know, I actually went door to door days before letting all the mm-hmm. neighbors know. I, I typed up something, letting them know, like, this is what we're going to be doing. Oh, wow. If you hear loud screaming and, and commotion, we're shooting the film on mm-hmm. the block. And what we said was, me and Jay, we both said, Man, we'd, we'd be happy if we got 30 people to come out and be extras. And we're in the house shooting the scene. My production assistant comes in. He says, hey, you got some more release forms. And I said, why? I said, I, pr- I, said, I printed up like 40. And I said, how many more do you need? Like another like 10, you know, like five or 10? He's like, no, I need like another 40. And I said, what? He's like, yeah, man, there's a line of people. Wow. Like they were in my, because we had makeup being done in the garage. And they were, there was a line of people down my driveway. I, and wish I, I wish I saw that. It was crazy. And my neighbors came out, man. And we, we ultimately, we had 100, over 100 people showed up that day. On the first day? Yep. First day of shooting. What did it peak at? Like how? It was about 1, 105, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. And so. And this is all like no budget, very yeah. minimal probably marketing, yep. right? Yep. We, we, uh, we went through some people, a guy named uh, Sean McGregor, he. He did some, um, he did, uh, like, he got the extras, and it was, I don't know, he put the word out, I don't know what happened, but 
through social media, through him, through Jay, and just blasting it out. And over 100 people showed up the first day, so it kind of set the tone for what the movie was going to be. But, awesome. Yeah. Man, that's, uh, that's, that's wild, just like how, how you got from there to here and how essentially you're saying that, I mean, obviously it wasn't easy, but if you really are determined and you want to make something happen, there's mm-hmm. no reason why you can't go out there. Just ask the right oh, people, yeah. talk to the right people. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you have a movie that you directed. And yeah. and, I, and it's and not going to happen overnight. You yeah. know, I, I think, you know, what what we've done didn't happen overnight. We've, like I say, we've been shooting sketches and shooting all these productions for the last seven years, like when we teamed up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's it's important that you, you, you be around like-minded people. You know, when you get around like-minded people, and people who are, who have the same vision as you, they have the same passion and the same goals, and they just want to succeed. I think that's that's what's important, you know. Because, like I said, I I had stopped writing. That was my big thing. I I I had start. I've been writing since I was in college, and I stopped. And so then I met you know Jay Davis, who's writing and constantly just always. And you writing. focused on what you did best. Yep. Right. Yep. So we just you know we pretty much played our parts and. You know, he was writing. He's in. He's in everything. He's the funny dude that you see on the covers and stuff. So, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So let's just say a few years back, you know, I'm sitting over here like I was in my cubicle, and I was desperate. I didn't know what to do with mm-hmm. myself anymore because I couldn't find that passion thing. I I was thrown into a job that I had to do. Coming here, I had to like you know pretty much make my parents happy that I was going to be a successful businessman. Right. And I hated it, but eventually I got out of that whole thing. I did something mm-hmm. totally different. I quit. Like, mm-hmm. what would you tell to somebody like that that's trying to find that passion, trying to find that thing they want to do next? I wouldn't say immediately quit. And and the reason why I say that is because even even at your, at your current job, you still need money. <laughs> so, you know, you still you still need money. I mean, I know people who do go, you know, go out on a limb and it does work for some people. So I'm not going to say it doesn't work. But for me, my original plan was if I didn't get into TV, if I never got into like you know, movies or anything like that, if I didn't get a job right out of college, which I got, I mean, I got hired at a TV station about six months after I graduated from college. And if that didn't happen, my plan was I was going to come back working in an office <laughs> instead of the cubicle and just save up my money and write a script and just, you know, pursue it that way. So some way, somehow you were going to get there. Yep. Nothing was going to stop you. Right. That was, that was the goal. Either way, I was going to somehow put myself in a position and mm-hmm. I, and I always tell people, I, I tell my, my son this all the time. I say, you have to put just about putting yourself in a position. You know, when, when you put yourself in a position, you, you, you position yourself for success. You know, it's just like he was saying about, you know, starting up his podcast and his, in his, uh, you know, in the lift and interviewing people, man. And in a magazine, that's like you, you putting yourself in a position, you know, you meet the right people and, even coming out here, people who are in here, you know, that's putting themselves in a position to network, to to get information or whatever. So right now we want to do something special, something a little bit different, and we want to open up uh, the mic. We want to see if there's anybody uh, anybody out there in the audience now that you mo- know more about Dante Diesel Uh-oh. Williams. <laughs> uh, if you got some crazy question you want to throw his way in your curveball, crazy gonna, questions. Yes, we want to we want to make you a part of this show. Uh, we want to thank everybody for coming out. So. 
if there's something you uh, you know you have a burning desire, feel free to kind of walk up to the mic that we have Steve next to. You. So, don't be afraid of Steve. Don't don't be too afraid of him. He won't break your legs. No, no, no not not not, not if you not didn't today, do anything. If no, you didn't do definitely anything. Definitely not. All right, guys, so we have one uh, member of the audience that had a question for both uh, Dante and Miro. So he's going to ask the questions, and, uh, and then you'll get the response. So just go ahead and, uh, you know, give your name and, you know, what you do and anything you want to plug or whatever, but uh, just ask your question, man. Thanks a lot. Yes, hello. I'm Kyle. I drive for Lyft. I also work with my girlfriend with her magazine, which is called French Kiss Chicago. We actually do a podcast together called Casual Conversations of the Kiss Kind. So a question I have for Miro is, do you think there'd be a possibility to collaborate and we do a simulcast of our podcast where we're going to interview you? And then the question I have for Dante is, Mm -hmm. we're also looking into starting a cleaning company and you talked about how you uh, work with your wife, you know, and she's on board with what you do and you have a good relationship with her. So going into business with my girlfriend, what do you recommend mm-hmm. I do to make sure that things are good both with home life and work life? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. One thing, though. Uh, can you clar- uh, I agree. reiterate what, what is your podcast about? Oh, yes. Casual Conversations of the Kiss Kind. We like to interview someone in the first half from any different walk of life. And then in the second half, we tend to dive into different topics on mostly what's trending, what's going on, hard and soft topics. So we'll talk sports, we'll talk politics, mm-hmm. we'll talk fashion, we'll talk pop culture, uh, new movies, new music, just kind of what's ever going on. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much for uh, thanks so much for being here and uh, kind of breaking, popping the cherry of uh, of the mic for everybody <laughs> uh, from the audience. So that's that's awesome. We definitely uh, no, I, I'd love to. Uh, collaborate we could definitely talk about that i uh, love that you're just doing something that you're out there that you know you probably obviously read your your stats your, your statistics mm-hmm. that podcasts are the future people aren't listening mm-hmm. to radios as much yeah. they're not listening to cds dvds mm-hmm. whatever they would listen to normally podcasts are the thing they're on demand yep. they're now you can listen to it at any time whenever you want um i would definitely make sure uh to niche down as much as possible too like you know don't be afraid to figure out like exactly what you want to talk about too because right now it seems like you are a little general at the same time but i think that just with experience as you do it more often um maybe you'll kind of you know there's that one specific topic you kind of want to talk about because if i come on your show i want to be able to share kind of what you really want to know about me or what you really want to talk about um i guess i mean it, it is a good thing though that we could share whatever we want i don't know exactly how you record your show i know you mentioned recording them in lifts maybe possibly right while driving um is that something you're thinking about doing okay it's in the studio oh that you drive for lift okay <laughs> so different different uh different topic but no that's awesome we definitely should talk about it more so and and with me i i don't i was want to clarify i don't necessarily work with my wife because uh, she doesn't do video or anything like that but what I what I'll say is I am supportive of what she what she does. You know, my wife is a pastry chef. And so one of the things I did was I tried to make sure, even though that I'm doing this, that she had a way to do her thing. So and and, and do her business and, you know, trying to 
you know, support, but by, you know, even financing it or trying to give her the supplies she needs. But also I know like I can't, I know me, I can't necessarily depend on if you don't know the technical aspects or exactly what I do, I'm not going to like, you know, lean on you to try and, you know, but she is supportive, you know, don't get me wrong. She supports what I do and helps out. And, and as we've shot scenes at my house <laughs> and she's been the one up late at night cleaning up and doing everything because I got I'm, I'm getting script, you know, getting the scripts together or I'm getting, you know, shot list and equipment and everything together. So it, it's kind of a partnership just in that way where she helps me, but I've also helped her. So, I mean, if you if you're going into business with your wife, um, just I would say that if it's something that you, you guys are both passionate about, then I don't I don't see a, see a problem with it. You know, if you guys if it's something that 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 you have in common, go for it. I, I've seen people who do it and, and, and are successful. Yeah, and, and I just want to elaborate, like, you know, I don't know where you're at with your podcast right now. I don't know enough about it yet, but. Definitely, just you know, if 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 you're if you're trying to grow it right now, I don't know what what, what stage you're at. If you're just kind of still getting into it more, um, then I would definitely just niche a little bit more about because then there's just so many podcasts out there because it's such a hot thing out right now. So it's not until you totally break it down into like why I should listen over the thousands of other podcasts, and then like specifically just like you you'll probably lose a lot of listeners that way, the generalists. But you're gonna gain those hardcore, hardcore mm-hmm. listener, uh, listeners that love mm-hmm. that specific one thing that you and your wife, you know, whatever you guys talk about. Uh, so I would definitely, definitely do some soul searching with that as well. I he wanted smiling. to jump he in. Smiling. He was smiling when I was saying the thing about the wife. And <laughs> so I, I was wondering. I thought you were gonna come back with something else. I wanted to jump <laughs> in too. I wanted to jump in too about both of those things. I mean. You know, uh, number- my fiance is at the show. Really yeah, quick, she's so. here. We're, we're so, going to talk to her. So I rather I rather not chime in on that topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, we're, I mean, we're just just to piggyback on what Miro was saying. First of all, is you know, obviously, you got to find what you're most comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first and foremost, and then the audience will come. Uh, as long as you're natural and you're comfortable doing what it is you, you do. So there's no like textbook way of how to do these things. But nah. one thing, like you were saying before, uh, about like you listen to a podcast with a guy that just talks about watches. I mean, sometimes it's like the niche like that people, will, people will listen, you know, if you build it, they will come. So, you know, I, I would, I definitely, I agree with Miro, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to be having so many pokers and so many different fires, you know, because yeah. then you, you have that, that you don't really have any serious listeners, you know, mm-hmm. passionate people. Um, you know, yeah, like if I'm going to listen to news, I go to my news outlet. If I'm going to listen to crime stories, mm-hmm. I go to that crime podcast, whichever mm-hmm. one, right, you know, whatever right. it's called. I want to hear interviews. I go to the specific entrepreneur podcast. Like, yeah, I, I usually rarely go to that's just me. And that's just I don't know how you feel, Dante. Yeah, I agree, man. I think like if you if if I came on and, you know, he's talking about businesses and, you know, this is, you know, what he does. I mean, it's in the title. But you, he came in and talked to some kid about, you know, whatever, you know. Fairy tales. Yep. It's, yeah, about fairy tales, anything, you know. I'm going to turn could, it off right away. Right. And right. so, you know, people are like, what, what's Miro talking about? I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, but it, I mean, I, in, honest, in all honesty, though, you have a topic that actually can, it goes across the lines. If you're an entrepreneur, which it could be anything. 
So like, you know, your business, my business, it could be video, it could be anybody doing finances or anything. So but he's right. I think if you want if you if you uh have one focus, you know, one thing, that's that's what attracts people. You know, people see that and they're gonna they're gonna depend on exactly what you're talking about or what your what your podcast is. Definitely, definitely. No, uh, good question. Thanks for uh, thanks for asking that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Right. Definitely. And uh, just uh, the the other thing, working with uh, your your family or your your wife or somebody like that. <laughs> right. Right. You know, the last thing you want to do is bring work home if they're not seriously committed, like yeah. you are. It's going to cause more problems than uh, solutions. So <laughs> that's what I would say. But it, it's it's if you guys are both interested in the same thing, why not? Yep. Give it a try, no matter what it is. And then, um, so we have another question. So, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll uh, go ahead and do that right now. All right, so just, uh, you know, your name and whatever question you have, man. All right, my name is Daniel. I'm a fellow creative myself. I do, uh, I make, uh, I write music and uh, I write screenplays and stories. I like to make movies. Um, and uh, engineer by day, creative 24-7. Um, Question for both of you guys, actually. Um, so, Dante, you're interested in movies and stuff, um, and I uh, I made movies myself when I was in high school, and uh, I used to make improv videos when I was in grade school. So, when was the first time you made your first short movies and uh, videos? And then, for Miro, you said you were always. Uh, you're trying to please your parents a lot, right? Oh, yeah. And um, but you went with business, but um, in the beginning, and that you're doing obviously this successful podcast now. Um, when did you? When did you realize you had that creative ability, and when did you know that you wanted to pursue that? So, whatever you guys want, whoever goes first. Awesome. All right. So for me. Uh, I blame my father because <laughs> my father got a my father got a camera when I was like he got a video camera when I was like eight and I would always jump in front of the camera you know crazy doing crazy stuff and you know I always wanted to kind of do a short a short film and he what he didn't know was that a lot of times when he was at work or gone you know he told me not to touch his camera I would you know, grab the camera and like my I had a, I, my cousin would just do the same thing. He'd be stupid on camera, and I would just you know record him doing stupid stuff. And so I guess those might have been my first like short movies and stuff. I you know when I was a teen, I would take the camera, my you know whether it was my niece or whatever, I would just record them. Or uh, we would like around the house, we would be silly because we had one of those old Panasonics that you put on the show on your shoulder. This back in the eighties. And oh yeah, those yeah. big ones, right? Those yeah, big cameras. So, uh, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm probably you know showing my age, but you know, I was a kid in the '80s, and that's what we had, man. And you know, I was fascinated by it, and so it it sparked the, that creative drive in me. I I love that. I love drawing. I love taking pictures. I always had a camera of some type since I was about five, and so I always it, my parents bought me a Fisher Price camera when I was five years old. And I went around the house taking pictures, snapshots. I got a whole photo album from like 1987 and 88, because <laughs> you know I was I was you know a kid taking it, get developed and everything like that. But it just progressed to film. I, I had this love of uh, I actually liked old films, 
So growing up, man, in the summers, what I would do, and a lot of people don't know this, I, I used to watch old black and white movies. So I watched all the old Shirley Temple movies and, and everything, you know, from, from the 1950s and, you know, the 40s and 50s and stuff like that and, you know, Casablanca. And when I got to college, it was just like I was watching that in, in my classes. So I was like, this is school. <laughs> like, this is great. But, you know, it's always been something that's been in me since I was a kid. And also, first time I was actually in a TV studio, I was 12. So... I actually was recording. I was there to record a rap, and I messed up the rap. <laughs> I was I was on. There. I got nervous, and I messed up. I had all these lights. You were shining. the one rapping. Yeah, I was. Oh man. Yeah, you can't believe that. Can you can you, can <laughs> no, you repeat that right now? Yes, <laughs> I can. I can remember because I messed it up. You remember the so rap? It was yeah. It was a, it was it was a thirty second anti drug rap, and so it was it was it went this way, and I didn't even write it. My friend said, oh, man. This, is, friend, "This is a boss, script. two boss exclusive." Everybody. Okay, here That's we go. Sure. Here we go. It's also on YouTube, <laughs> so y'all can see me mess this up. Hopefully, I don't mess it up now. <laughs> but it's, it went this way: drugs are no good in this neighborhood. We try to keep our neighborhood looking real good. So you better think once. You better think twice. Don't you know drugs ruin your life? I messed that up. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And so, so when I messed it up, here's a weird thing. I still, I still wanted to be behind the camera. I saw all those cameras and everything, and it was all right over here at Cannes Studios back in the day. And I was just like, I still want to come back to this. So, you know, that's the passion just never left. And I, and I always tell people, like, just follow your passion. This is something, like, you're creative. We can do this forever. You can do podcasts forever. This, this, these are things that we don't, we don't have to retire. We can just do it. We can keep doing it, so... So if there's one thing we all get out of this is that when you are a kid, do exactly the opposite of what your parents <laughs> tell you to do. Right. If you mess up, there's other options. <laughs> yes, there are. Yes, there are. Well, Daniel, uh, thanks so much um, just for, uh, for asking a question and for being here. Um, definitely being uh, turning into somewhat of a creative, I guess. I don't even know if that's what I can't categorize myself uh, yeah, as. You are creative, man. But uh, – I went into like a regular accounting career, which is a t- polar opposite of this. And, but before that, I was always like doing things in sales. I was DJing on the side, trying to get like events going on and uh, day trading. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I just realized that so much is happening. So much time is going by. It'd be so amazing to just be able to look back at it and have some sort of documentation of everything of just like where I'm going to be. Cause I knew I was going to do something good, something successful. And I wanted to know what's like the easiest way. What's the hottest way. And podcasting was new at the time. It was, I mean, it was new like six, seven years ago, mm-hmm. but two years ago when I fully got into it, it was still just cracking kind of, you know, just, just yep. barely, barely scratching the surface. And it was easy. I literally started recording on my phone in the car, driving to work. Oh, like wow. that's how I did my wow. first few ever episodes, which mm-hmm. was an old podcast that is still around called love the journey. Mm-hmm. And I recorded myself like right before I walked into the office and quit. I recorded myself doing a podcast episode literally right after the feelings. Mm. And Mm. now I could go back and kind of listen to that and Mm. how I felt during those moments. And Mm. since it expanded because I wanted to share it with other individuals and talk with people that have done similar things and kind of just took control of their life. So uh, honestly, it's just uh, 
podcasting is such an easy, such a great avenue. Like you can literally download an, an app called uh, Audible. That's how I got started. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that's the name, right? Audible? Uh, Anchor. 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 My oh, bad. Wow. Anchor. Anchor is how I got started. And it's so simple. You can just literally plug and play. You use your phone and you use your voice. Wow. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And they will pretty much mm-hmm. release your episode. Obviously, there's like a... It's part of an app, so there's going to be an advertisement on it and everything. It's not going to be as professional, but it's just like an easy way to just get started for fun. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's as simple as that. But now we take it to another level here with Bossed to Boss, where we uh, could help you know actually produce a professional podcast from beginning to end and teach you the ins and outs of how to actually get everything and get us get get yourself to where we're at and beyond and beyond. You know, there's. Podcasts are unlimited. Uh, Google hasn't even scratched the surface yet. It's mostly been Apple. Yep. So once Google fully gets into mm-hmm. it, um, that's like a whole another market that's untapped right now. And as people just and switch just, over, I mean, from just to piggyback radio. off what you're saying, man. Like even with like cereal and you know, I've I've heard cereal on on uh, Pandora and and like you said, Spotify and you got so many platforms now that I mean, it's becoming something that people want to hear about regular people they want to hear they want to hear somebody like themselves like yourself who has been through you know all the rigors of you know what life has dealt and says okay this is what you know this is what i'm going to do next and this is how i came out of this this is what you know i decided to do and they just people want to hear that man they want to hear those stories people want to hear something real and Mm -hmm. especially with so much abundance of information out there and so many people are just recycling the same thing inside and out every single day in a different package. Mm-hmm. They're trying to sell you, you know, on one of those infomercials. It's constantly, uh, you know, it's a struggle out there. Mm-hmm. So just being real and being yourself and just making it happen is what it's all about at the end of the day. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Here we go. The leg breaker, Steve Wiley, has chimed in. <laughs> he is chimed in. And Speed he, round. He is mentioning that it is part. Of, it is time for the I listener's gotta, favorite segment of the I show. I got to take a minute to think first. Welcome to the round <laughs> with no name because no. they're all taken. The thing, is, the thing is, you can't think right I now. Know, there, you can't. You can't. There's no breaks. <laughs> there are no breaks. Steve doesn't allow breaks. We don't take breaks with boss to boss. Uh-oh. You got you to gotta hold it in. It doesn't matter. We're going. You can't think. Let's do it. You can't think it. too hard. You got to answer every question within five seconds. Let's do That's it. That's it. Let's do it. So without further ado, Dante, what is your favorite book? From Welfare to Faring Well. Your favorite movie? Can't be your own. Can't be my own? I can't, I can't say my own movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, Fine and Forrester. If it is your own, then which one? Not another black movie. Who has been or is your greatest mentor? My father. That's always a solid answer. Anybody with family. Uh, anything with family, I guess, at the end of the day. Well, my parents. I will say my mother, too, because I, 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 both of them, man, they equal. My parents actually just had their uh, 49th anniversary this past Oh, that's huge. Congratulations. Monday. Yeah, man. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Miss, they, they Mr. Just, and Mrs. Williams. Uh, yep. Williams. There you go. Yep. If, but if you were, if you were tomorrow to be stranded on an island, and uh, Steve Wiley would not be on that island. It's just <laughs> you individually by yourself. What was the one item you want with you? Not a person. Oh, man. My, world is my, done, man. My we're laptop. done. Oh, we're done? <laughs> we're done. Oh, well, uh, uh, a life supply of food. <laughs> a life supply of food. I there mean, I, I don't know if we allow that answer, but 
I'll give it to you. I guess it's better than seeing an iPhone because good luck with that. I couldn't do anything with that. I keep myself occupied as long as I can eat. And now for <laughs> uh, for more some more serious questions. How do you drink your coffee? Uh, it depends. Oh. If I'm eating, if I'm eating, if I got donuts, black. If I don't have donuts, then I got a little cream and sugar. Just okay. a little. That's okay. a solid answer right there. It is a solid <laughs> answer. Where do you usually go for the black and donuts? Uh, at home. Oh, you make my, your own donuts? My wife is a pastry chef, so, oh. she, so she can make anything. Curveball. <laughs> oh, man. Not, not every... Yeah, clearly, clearly we can't copy that one. I mean, yeah, you know, spoiled. Take notes, everybody. Take notes. Any, uh, any fiancés in the audience? Take notes. Wives, girlfriends, uh oh, husbands. Why? Uh, I think we got boyfriends. one back here. <laughs> Everything. We got one back here. <laughs> what is the one item you uh, carry on you every day, or something you must consume or wear? Like one thing that makes you different that you can't go a day without? Uh, usually, my either my watch or my wedding ring, or both. Is there something, uh, I guess I know the significance of the wedding ring, wedding ring, but the watch? The watch is just my, I got used to it. My wrist, my wrist feels naked if, if I don't have it on. So. And what kind of watch is it in case this we. It's an uh, Acrobos, Acrobos watch. I mean, it's definitely, uh, definitely something that catches eyes. If, oh. you, if you're here live, if you're here in person, you can see it. It definitely catches eyes. If you uh, if you had an unlimited amount of money and you could start up any business you wanted, what would it be? Can't be your own. Can't be my own. Uh, I guess I would. Uh, I want to make money though, man. <laughs> anything you anything you want. Okay. Uh, I mean, it can be can be a video business. It's I just have to produce videos, man. I mean, this is what I this is what I do. Produce video. You wouldn't do anything else if you had literally a million dollars just sitting there. But you have to do something else besides the videos. I will that. still create TV shows. I will still, I mean, because people need content. If other than that, it's going to be a, a business for my wife. <laughs> it would be a pay, it would be open to the business for her. So, solid answer. Solid answer. I hope she's tuning in. I don't think so. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's live. So, you, hopefully, you, she can see this. You got some points right now. And last but not least, how do you feel? about socks and sandals and would you take me seriously if I were wearing some right now you know what I don't like wearing sandals and I have worn socks with sandals but that was like in the 90s <laughs> so hey man we're bringing it back so we're I'm bringing it but back you, but you can't I think you can I think you can but it has to be like if you're wearing Nike sandals or Adidas or something like that it has to be like a sports oh, type okay, okay. And you can't wear you can't just be any you can't have the hemp you can't have the hemp sandals and then have on like some black or brown socks. It, it doesn't work, man. Oh man! Well, <laughs> I wish I wish I made a smarter wardrobe. Because at yeah. least, because look, at least if you're wearing Nike or, or Adidas or whatever, you, and you wear socks, you look like you're an athlete. You look that like you true. you look like you just got finished playing football or some sport. I didn't think about that. I have to I have to chime in because actually, who was it? The guest that said um, the only way that they would even consider it was if they were uh, just wearing them to go from the car to the basketball court. Yeah, well, you know see, I mean? and, and when you play football, like yeah. a lot of football players wear sandals. That's because when you're wearing cleats and if it's hot outside, your feet expand and they get hot in those cleats. So immediately you just want to take those cleats off and put on some sandals and keep your feet cool. 
I'll find my excuse. I'll find my excuse. (laughs) Miro needs to find a good excuse. You know what? Next time I'm just doing it. Like, that's it. Like, I'm just coming here with the socks and sandals. Is it that your fiance doesn't like you wearing those? Uh, I don't think so, no. No, It must have not been a deal breaker. Right. See, there you go. I'm not allowed to do it outside the house. Shit, you still won. Not not yet. Not yet. Uh But things can be arranged. But uh, Things change when you get married. That's that's a whole nother show, a whole nother topic. We don't have to get into that anytime soon. But uh, thanks everybody uh, for tuning in. Uh, just if you if you are just listening to the podcast and you want to put a face to the name with Dante Diesel Williams, make sure to check out his Instagram. It's at Dante Diesel, just one word, Dante Diesel, and Facebook forward slash Dante dot Williams dot five zero one d o n t e because some people spell dante d a n so it's d o n t e diesel so D-O-N. and, and anything uh you got anything else coming up anything like big that the audience or you know the listeners could tune in and kind of be on the lookout for yeah we i mean you know jay davis and myself are constantly releasing sketches um we also like i said we're shooting a pilot uh show called stepdads right now uh Actually, I got some some scripts that I've actually finished and are in the works for like pilot TV shows as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we you know stay tuned in to what we're doing. Uh, people who always want to be in projects, just look on our page, man. Look on my page. I share what he what he posts, so you can always see things that that you know we're up to. Um, and also, man, I just want to say thank you, man, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. You know, I, I was like. Like man, somebody wants to have me on the show. Besides Simeon, <laughs> <laughs> so no, but no, shout I, out to Simeon, he's yeah. awesome. So and also, um, also it's going to be May fourth. It's going to be on the west side of Chicago. If anybody's interested, I am participating. The NBC has allowed me to part, be able to participate and actually speak at our Comcast Cares event. So I'm going to be speaking to the youth at, at our uh, Comcast Cares. That's a, that's a Cares huge event, isn't it? Yeah. So it, we have it every year, and uh, so this this year it's on the west side. It's in my old it's in my neighborhood. You know, with my old neighborhood, but my mm-hmm. parents still live there. So they give they give me the opportunity to be able to speak to the youth, and that's what I I like to do that every year. So or I like to at least speak to youth every year. I do career days and stuff like that at different schools. So if anybody is in the area, come on out to that event as well. And just to clarify, I uh, I did not meant to say a sketchy comedy show. Well, I meant to say a sketch comedy show. It is kind of <laughs> sketchy. It is kind of sketchy. It's uh, uncensored. It's... It's a lot of things, man. There's it's, a lot going on. It's a that's lot sure. of things. I mean, we got some we got some crazy sketches. If you look on our page, we constantly post. Actually, we're getting ready to we're still shooting sketches for season two. Mm-hmm. So we're almost done, but we still got other sketches we're shooting right now. Yeah, and we got if, if you go on our page, mm-hmm. you know, or if you go on, like I say, my page or Jay Davis's page, his page is also Jay Davis T P. You know, the the T P is for I I don't wanna say. But <laughs> it's that's that's attached to his name for some reason. So you go on both of our pages and you'll see those sketches. My mind is wandering right now. Hardcore. <laughs> that's a cliffhanger, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This you imagine you what have you want. to you have to see you have to see what we're doing. That's it. Well, Dante Diesel Williams, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Oh man, thank uh, you. Everybody, thanks for participating, being here at Atlantic Bar and Grill. Here with uh, Boss to Boss Productions and a podcast here. Uh, Steve Wiley and the team. Thanks for everybody for coming the leg out. Leg breaker.
the, the leg breaker. <laughs> see, see, it, it's I, it's catching on. It's I did not on. come up with that. I I don't have. I, yeah, I do it, not it, take it, responsibility. It's gonna stick though. It's gonna stick. <laughs> it already sticks. I it's, mean, it's sticky. I know. People that. are asking, like, I don't want to talk to you, Miro. Can I talk to the leg breaker today? I mean, those are the calls I'm getting recently. So. Mm-hmm. Th- thanks for tuning in, everybody. Crush the rest of your week. That is all for this episode of Bossed to Boss. Your next step is to visit bossedtoboss.com, where you will find proven techniques followed by professionals to help you make that next step. Again, that is Bossed, the number two boss.com. And remember, the time is now. <laughs>